Hey, how's it going, everybody? Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here, along with Jeff Linder, the two Jeffs. And we are going to call it both ways once again this week. Our weekly basketball podcast, mostly high school related, also some Iowa uh, women's uh, topic, as always, every week. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of things to talk about this week. So we'll, uh, I think we'll just dive right into it. And uh, I'm going to let Jeff take over here because he's doing some. Good work here on what has become the mess known as the Northeast Iowa Conference, soon to not be the Northeast Iowa Conference. Uh, if you haven't heard the other day, uh, Crestwood uh, decided to amscray from the conference and has been accepted to um, the Upper Iowa Conference, which makes that now a 10-team or a 10-school league. And it sounds like the UIC is not done. Uh, the NIC, as I said, is done. Jeff, what's the latest on this, uh, on this Northeast Iowa conference, uh, upper Iowa conference drama, I guess. Yeah, well, nothing's done yet. Um, but it's certainly trending that way with the Northeast Iowa conference, which, uh, has existed pretty much intact since 1920. Uh, it's a hundred and what's 104 years. This conference has been in existence and a lot of these members have been members for all of that time uh and looks like it's going to split up or you know several members might be looking for a new home um we know the story about waverly they were essentially kicked out a couple of years ago uh got an extension of a year this is their last year uh they'll be independent next year and then who knows uh, what will happen with, with Waverly, whether it's uh, WAMAC, MVC, Alliance, um, all of those are options. Um, so Crestwood applied for membership in the North Upper Iowa Conference, a lot of schools that are significantly smaller than Crestwood. And uh, the Upper Iowa said, sure, we'll take you. Uh, we also want to invite Wacan and New Hampton. I think the expectation is that both of them will accept membership into the Upper Iowa Conference, which would make it a 12-team league. Um, that uh, so the big schools would be the the three soon to be former Northeast Iowa schools, which would be Crestwood, New Hampton, Wacan, along with. Uh, North Fayette Valley, which has been by far the biggest school in the uh, North, upper Iowa for some time now, uh, as well as MFL and Southwind. Uh, the small schools would be Postville, uh, Clayton Ridge, uh, Turkey Valley, um, Elkader, West Central, Lansing Key. So two divisions of six. Um, what on earth does Decora do now? Um Charles City is uh, sending a letter of inquiry to the North Central Conference. I've heard from a pretty good source that uh, that's not they're, they're, they won't be accepted. Uh, Decora, I don't know. Uh, the closest school in the Womack is 68 miles away in Independence. Uh, West Delaware is about 75 miles away. Grinnell is 145 miles away, which is the the longest drive there. So, what do you do? Um, Decora has no no good options. Uh, my guess would be that they would uh, um, seek membership, you know, get mediation relief from uh, 
from whether it's the Board of Ed, whether it's the IHSAA or the union, and um, probably try to get into that Upper Iowa Conference bigger division, which probably wouldn't be a bad fit. You are looking at uh, what's the cores of why I looked all these up, the bets from this year. It's like 480, 481, 482, 43. Yeah, the cores in the upper fours. Uh, the next schools are like- in the. Lansing Key is under 100, right? Yeah. West Central's at 60. Yeah. Um, You wouldn't have to have those teams play each other, I don't think. You could just have the big schools games count. It it, it could be kind of like the River Valley where not everybody plays each other anymore in the north and south. Uh, I think the Tri-Rivers is the same way where not everybody plays each other. Um, I've heard that if this goes through, some schools in the uh, Upper Iowa Conference might uh, go knocking on the doors of the Tri Rivers, um, the, which has an uneven number of schools. Which has an uneven number of schools. Um, um, the superintendent from Clayton Ridge is Shane Walls, and he's also the president of the upper Iowa conference. I asked him if, uh, if this goes down, will Clayton Ridge look elsewhere? He said, no. Um, Elkader central would be a good fit with some of those schools in the Northern part of the, uh, the tri rivers, the Ed Coes and Starmonts and Mac valleys and so forth. So maybe that would be a possibility to get it to a 16 team conference, but you know, if schools keep, would start leaving the, the smaller schools start leaving. Then, Really, nothing's been accomplished at all. So it, it's a fluid situation. Um, this is where it stands today, and where it stands today isn't where it's going to stand in a few weeks. You look at this, Jeff, and it affects – it doesn't affect football, obviously, because we've got districts, but um, all the other sports, it really does. Yeah. Um, basketball, uh, track and field, uh, wrestling, um Baseball, softball. Baseball, softball, yeah. So, so it's it's not a good situation. Uh, it, it's a terrible situation for Decora. Um, tune in tomorrow. <laughs> well, hopefully this will get figured out sooner or later. Crestwood doesn't go till 24-25, correct? So one more 25, year. 25-26. 25-26. So yeah. this is 24. So, okay, so it would be one more year. Right after this in the uh, in the Northeast Iowa Conference. Right there next year, the Northeast Iowa will be a five-team league. Um, Wakan, Charles City, Decora, uh, Crestwood, New Hampton It'll be a five-team league. So, and that's nowhere near optimal either. No, and we haven't even touched on Waverly. What's you know Waverly's been in limbo here for however long because nobody yeah. else you know the Northeast Iowa schools that are in now uh it's basically expelled is looking for looking for a home as well so yeah uh the northeast iowa schools were good enough to give them an additional year in the conference which is this year they're going to be independent next year we know that and then they've applied again to the womack for 25 26 i accept uh, i expect the the womack to say no again um, it wouldn't be a bad fit for the MVC. 
I don't think the MVC is short of school. They're, they're at 15. Um, you know, pe people say that, oh, they're too far away. Well, they're not much farther away than, than Cedar Falls or Waterloo West. Correct. Yeah. So, um, but then what do you do when, when CCA gets big enough to, right. To right. join the MVC. Yeah. And, and I, I, my guess is they're kind of holding that spot open for Clear Creek Amana, but, uh, is that going to be three years? Is it going to be five? Is it going to be 10 when, when they come aboard? And what do some of these other schools do in the meantime? You know, what does Wash do? What does Jeff do? Um, what happens with Waterloo? Do they combine and become one high school? You know, If they combine and become one high school, they'll be in the MDC. You I, so? I, I've got that on pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, knowledge. Okay. Okay. Because, they, you know, that's still be a good fit for the Alliance, honestly. Because there's yeah. some big schools in the alliance, you know, the Des Moines public schools. So yeah, well, and that's another thing. I've heard that uh, that Ames is maybe looking at leaving the alliance already, and maybe thinking about the Little Hawkeye, which is Indianola, uh, Norwalk, that direction. That probably would be a more competitive league. So if they go, does what does Fort Dodge do? What does Mason City do? What does Marshalltown do? Um, what That's does Marlou East do? So, uh, the Big Eight, baby, the Big Eight. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be eight, but <laughs> it, might be a, it might be Big Four. Yeah. So yeah. now, now everybody knows what uh, Washington State and Oregon State feel like these days. Exactly right. And this isn't all money related or money driven. So right, right. <laughs> Well, thanks for that update, Jeff. I knew you were working on something. I think you can uh, get online right now at thegazette.com, and you've got a story out there to kind of, that kind of explains the situation and what schools are thinking and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll keep our ears to the ground. Uh, Darren Svensson does a great job up in Decor. He's, yes. our, he's our buddy. He's been on top of this from, from the start. Um, he's a great guy. So follow him on Twitter, too. I'd definitely would recommend that he's yep. uh he works uh he works as uh tirelessly up there and uh what is it, kdec is that the radio station i, I don't for? know if it's that or is it kvik I, I think there's two or two at least two radio stations up there and i'd be lying if i said i knew yeah so i'm sorry yeah well should we turn to um postseason basketball Jeff? let's do it you got uh, you got all the pairings for the girls now. The, yeah. the big pools, uh have just been released. You want to kind of run by um, sure. You know some of the hot run by some of the highlights there. I guess. Yeah. Um, first of all, one A starts tonight. One uh, A regional first round is tonight. Two uh, A and two A first round and three A quarterfinals are Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then. Uh, 4A and 5A begin next week. Those pairings came out yesterday. Um, I think the highlight there is uh, 5A Region 7, where Prairie and Cedar Falls, which, by the way, play tonight to pretty much um, determine the MVC Mississippi Division Championship. They're in the same region. Uh, my guess is, since 5A and 4A rank final rankings haven't come out yet, is that the winner of that game will probably host the uh, that regional final. Okay. Um, uh, Washington, I'll tell you, Cedar Rapids, Washington is kind of an interesting 
region. They're in the same, they're in with Davenport North, which is ranked number two. Um, you know, until a week or two ago, I would say North looked probably untouchable in that region. But since then, uh, they've had an injury. Um, Iowa recruit Journey Houston uh, had a knee injury. She's out. So suddenly that looks like for Washington, that might be gettable. Okay. So um, we'll see. So we're going to have, there's a chance we're going to have some Eastern Iowa, or we're going to get some Eastern Iowa representation in 5A is what you're saying. Good. Um, we didn't have any last year. Uh, yeah. Prairie's the best bet. Uh, Washington's a kind of a, a neat little uh, dark horse there. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, the other schools, the, the Iowa City schools, uh, Kennedy, it, it would take, uh, you know, it would take a pretty good uh, – Upset or two for one of those schools to get through. Uh, looking in 4A, uh, Clear Creek Amana is the number one team. Uh, they got a pretty easy ride to state, even though there's a 17 and three Kia Cut team in there. But I think I think Clear Creek's the the dominant team there. Um, Western Dubuque is in with number two Waverly Shell Rock. Western Dubuque is the MVC Valley Division champion, so they'll uh, they'll be a, a handful there. Uh, Makokata and Marion are probably going to meet in the regional semifinals in uh, in 4A District 6. I'm sorry, 4A District Region, what are they, 5. Uh, Xavier, uh, so much tradition there. They're probably going to have to win three road games to get to state, but uh, I'm not sure that uh, – matter of fact, I'm sure that they're they're capable of, uh, you know, going on a run there. Um, and that's kind of the uh, the highlights in 4A. Uh, why don't you take us through 5A quick while I let the dog out? <laughs> I just wanted to say, too, that, that you know, uh, we, we talk about um, Western Dubuque as, you know, uh, I think some people, especially up in up in that area, um, decided or didn't know that if Western Dubuque would be able to compete um, in the Mississippi Valley Conference. And I think that's been proven that absolutely – uh, Western Dubuque can compete in the Mississippi Valley Conference when you look at, like you said, division champion girls basketball team, baseball team, uh, you know, uh, in all the sports, uh, there's no question Western Dubuque has been able to compete uh, yeah. in the NBC. So. And, and I think in time, Clear Creek Man is going to grow into it as well, don't you? I agree. Um, it's, it's a really burgeoning community. Uh, a lot of nice houses, nice housing areas that continue to be built up there. So it's going to have um, some money within the district. And, you know, you're fooling yourself if you don't think that matters. It does. Um, so, yeah, uh, absolutely. It'll be. It's just curious to see when Clear Creek uh, gets there. It, it's not a matter of if. I'm, I'm very sure it's a matter of when. So. Um, yeah, the, um, when we were in high school, Clear Creek was a 1A school. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and, uh, more or less a rural yeah. school. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tiffin kind of sat off the interstate a little bit, but you really couldn't get to it. Uh, you had to go, you had to take 80 if you wanted yeah. to do highway. Uh, you couldn't get to it off 380, um, very easily. And uh, it was the Lark Supper Club. I remember going down there, yeah. um, senior, 
senior prom. That's where we ate supper was the Lark and, and Tiffin. And it was a small town. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, you know, it's, it, it is a very nice community. It's kind of turned into a North Liberty type of thing. And, uh, yeah, without a doubt that uh, going to fit, going to fit there. So, yeah. uh, so we've, uh, you got all the, all the girls' parents. Yeah, take take us through one and two a for the boys. Okay. Um, thoughts. I thought the association not trying to, you know, glad hand them or anything, but did a really nice job when when you know, the splitting up power and keeping in mind, of course, that um, you know, geography is always going to play a part in this. Um, so you look at. For instance, uh, you know, District 5 in Class 1A, uh, you've got North Lynn as your number one seed and, and Don Bosco's number two. Uh, you know, North Lynn, it would be a big upset if North Lynn doesn't get through that district and, and back to substate. And then, you know, a little bit of ingenuity here in the in the opposing district. You got Ankeny Christian as your number one seed and uh, West Fork number two. So, I mean, these those are – you wouldn't ordinarily – think that Northland would be placed in a substate with with schools you know out west and up north but but that's the case uh there and then you look at the you know they split up then you look at district seven Bellevue Marquette um which Northland just beat in, in the uh one versus three game rankings wise uh last Friday night Bellevue Marquette's number one seed with Bellevue um which will not be easy uh, because those schools are obviously very competitive against each other. Uh, Dunkard in over in the other half is your number one seed with Maquoketa Valley and District 8. So whoever survives those districts are going to play for a, a trip to stay. Winfield Mont Union uh, in District 9. Uh, Holy Trinity in Fort Madison. District 10 is your number one seed. Montezuma's in there. Um you know, and then District 11, undefeated Kyoto is your top seed with uh, Gladbrook-Rhinebeck. So that's a little bit of ingenuity there. Gladbrook's always uh, – Rhinebeck's always got a great program. And then uh, District 12 is Lansing Keys, your number one seed with South Wind. So uh, it's not a easy drive from Kyoto to Lansing, I wouldn't think, Jeff. <laughs> right? So there is – like I said, there is some ingenuity here. Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, That would be neutral site, wouldn't it? Oh, I would certainly think so. That and that's the thing. Um, from what I've heard, they're having a hard time finding um, schools willing to host these uh, these substate games in particular. So, and that's disappointing. But you know, I guess I kind of get it <laughs> as yeah. well. So uh, then you look at, at class two A. Just look running through some of the the area ones here. Uh, District 5, Hudson and Jessup are your 1-2. Hudson's a really good team. Play Cedar Rapids Kennedy um, this weekend on Saturday uh, in a unique uh, late regular season game. MFL Marmac is in the corresponding District 6. This is the number one seed. Uh, North Fayette Valley, number two. Um, District 7, West Burlington and West Branch are your 1-2s. District 8 is Monticello and Cascade. So those the winners of the, of the districts there obviously play each other in a substate for uh, a trip to state and uh, looking at some of the other ones here. District nine, Pella Christian, Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont. And then district 10 is Albernet and Iowa city, Regina. So 
the winners there, whoever survives district 10 would, uh, you know, uh, looks like probably either, uh, Albert or Regina right now would, would have a matchup against, uh, schools that they're not really close to geographically. So, like I said, it's, it's nice. You, you, you looked, I've looked through these a couple of times and tried to grade them, but I think the system that is in place now is really kind of working, you know, the rankings and, and things like that. And obviously, as we said, the geography is going to play a part uh, more in the, in the boys, uh, the IHSA than it is the IGHSAU just the way it is. But uh, the fact that they're trying to get, I think the best teams to state with a representation of schools from around the state uh, and not just certain areas. I think that's, uh, that's a really good thing. So. Totally agree. Totally agree. You don't want to, want it to be like the old days where, you know, two versus six in the first round of sectionals that, you know, something like that used to happen. Yeah. It's just basically totally, you know, based on geography. So, I, I think they've they've taken some nice steps into uh, you know getting some pretty good competitive balance and getting trying to get you know eight of the best maybe not the eight best teams to state but maybe eight of the best ten or twelve. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna start with some uh, pigtail games in one A on Friday already. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Monday was when uh, when things really start get cranking, and uh, you know it'll be pretty much every. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, from here on out with Wednesday, I guess, being used as a potential snow day if, if, if needed. Um, yeah. knock, we'll knock on wood. That won't happen. So, And then next week we'll have the pairings for um, for 3A and 4A, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how all that comes out. So so you saw um, – you've seen two showdowns here in the last couple of weeks. You saw – you went to Bellevue on Friday – and you went to Iowa City West Tuesday, and you saw two really good games. And just uh, kind of t- take it, take us through both of those. Yeah, Friday night was um, my first trip to Bellevue Marquette High School. So thank you very much again to all the people up there. They were very, very kind. They, uh, um, I'd heard the gym was very small, so I just asked uh, the activities director, hey, I don't need – I sit in the stands. I'm That's fine. No big deal. I just want to make sure that I actually can sit in the stands if that's possible. Well, they have – they pulled the table out, put it up at center – or center court at the, the top of the bleachers for uh, for me and Tony Rowe from Prep Hoops, Iowa. So very, very nice. And then they went above and beyond when I thought I'd lost my phone on, after the game was over and I was getting ready to write. Turns out it, it was stuck between the seats of my car. Embarrassing moment, but – uh, the game itself, you know, was Marquette was number one, North Lynn was number three at the time, and the the it just seemed to me, Jeff, that the moment was a little bit too big in the first half for Marquette. Just seemed to play a little, a little fast, a little jittery. Made me miss some some shots that probably should have made, and you know, North Lynn. Doing Northland things up, I think it was thirteen at halftime, and then it, the lead grew to like twenty-one in the third quarter. And you thought, well, you know, Jesus could be a thirty-five point clock. And Marquette finally settled in. Um, you know, got her all the way down to four, made a bunch of uh, three-point shots to to get her to four. And then you well, you thought, well, how's Northland going to respond to this? Well, 
again, North Atlanta, having been in that moment a lot <laughs> in the last few years, responded just fine and eventually, uh, you know, pulled away and won by, uh, I think it was eight points at the end, 68-60, it sounds like. The scores all run together at this point in the season. But, uh, yeah, very impressive. Northland then went back to the number one spot this week, jumped uh, uh, both Marquette and, and Madrid, which had – uh, which was is still the number two team in one A, and um, you know this is another good Northland team. Ben just, I mean, the numbers are there. Two twenty, let's see, two twenty six and nine overall since the fifteen sixteen season. Um, haven't lost more than one regular season game since fourteen fifteen. Um, six straight state championship game appearances. Uh, seven straight state tournaments. Uh, I mean, it, I know people get Northland fatigue, but it really is. It's it's incredible, and I won't stop talking about it because I think it is incredible. So, you know, Northland's going to be a factor, obviously, in 1A. Um, and then uh, Tuesday night, you know, we had number one against number two in 4A, and Cedar Rapids Kennedy has kind of proved that it is, without question, the, uh, you know, the team to beat, I think, in, in, in 4A. Uh, picked up a 13-point win, 14-point win, 71-57 over, over Iowa City West, game that Kennedy extended, uh, you know, second quarter, really got a, a, a big lead going, double digits, and um, held it throughout. West came back and I think cut it to as few as seven or eight, maybe um, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth, but you know, that was that was pretty much it. Cyrus Courtney, career high twenty six points. And that's the thing about this Kennedy team. They have uh they can get it from from all five starters, really. I mean, there's no dominant offensive player, um, I don't think. And uh yeah, I mean the Cougars have beaten half of the top ten, the current top ten right now. And in uh Iowa City West, to be senior, Cedar Falls, West Des Moines Valley, and Waukee. That's not bad. And, uh, you know, I still think Valley is the team that uh, could give Kennedy the its toughest game. Uh, Kennedy beat it by 17 a couple of weeks ago, but Valley was without Curtis Stinson Jr., who's probably their best player uh, with an injury. He's back now, uh, and they beat Waukee the other night by double digits. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Kennedy Valley, it would not shock me whatsoever to see that as your final in 4A. That said, ton of basketball left to be played. So, yeah. probably uh, imagine uh, projected to be a, a Valley Iowa City West semifinal, probably as a 2 3 game. Yeah, that, that's hard. I think after to me, you know, Sioux City has, has, has definitely entered the conversation um, with the big win over Arat Waukee. Uh, last week or the week before um looks like it might be a legit team um you know i still think dubuque senior is sorry about the cast dubuque senior is uh is a legit team it's it's hard to tell because senior hasn't you know uh it's tough as game has been kennedy and kennedy took it apart still has to play cedar falls and iowa city west yet here at the end of the regular season so how good senior cedar falls i think is 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 a very worthy team uh, you know, CIML we know is is the best uh, top to bottom conference um, in the class. There's, there's no doubt about that. So, I mean, they they play 
they bang heads against each other all season. That's going to help in the postseason. Walk-ons or Waukee's got seven losses and is still a team that uh, could make a deep run in the state tournament. You know, Ankeny Centennial uh, is a, is a good team. Uh, Ankeny's a good team, not ranked. Waukee Northwest we just threw into the rankings this week for the first time. That's a good team. Um, Dowling Dowling's a good team. So, you know, I, I it'd be nice, I guess, for me to see uh, you know a little bit more representation from Eastern Iowa this year. It seems like it's been. Uh, the CIML Invitational, as far as semifinals and finals, the last two. Three Is years. there anybody along the river, you know, uh, a Pleasant Valley or anybody like that out of the MAC? Any good? Four teams uh, have cleared themselves from everyone else: uh, Pleasant Valley, Davenport West, Bettendorf, and um, North Scott, and they just keep beating each other. So um, I don't think there's a dominant team out there. Uh, that being said. You never want to see Pleasant Valley in your bracket because they play a grinding half-court style that can frustrate the bejesus out of you. Um, Coach Hillman does a great job. They're playing really good basketball right now. Um, and Kennedy knows. That's who, beat, yeah. that's who beat Kennedy last year in the first round. So, uh, you know, PV's always, I think, going to be a factor. But on the back, there is no clear-cut um, – top team they they literally do keep keep beating each other throw down port assumption in there as well as 3a team they they all just uh they've been taking turns uh swapping wins and, and losses against each other gotcha. so. i saw a not vernon on on february oh, yeah. 2nd. i guess i guess that was friday wasn't it that was a great game probably probably one of the best final three to four minute sequence i've had in a game in a long long time um Solon wanted it with a three-pointer at the buzzer by Kobe Leeds, uh, 55-54. Just uh, lots of uh, lead changes and ties down the stretch and just a, a great game. And certainly both of those teams are uh, state championship contenders in Class 3A. Um, they're both really, really good. Solon, of course, has Kelly Levine, the, the guard that's going to go to Iowa. Uh, Mount Vernon – has a really good crew of, uh, of juniors, uh, and younger. They've got the, uh, the Frank girls who are sophomores, a uh, couple really good guards. So, um, both those teams are outstanding and it was, it was just a treat to, to see that game the other night. And what do you got tomorrow night? Well, that's to be determined. Um, Are you going to a game tonight since everything starts well, tonight? Well, tonight I've got Iowa-Penn State women. Oh, that's eight right. O'clock, eight o'clock on – is that on Peacock? What that? What's that on tonight? I think it's on FS. That's Big Ten Network tonight, so people get to get to watch the show tonight. Um, <laughs> and then tomorrow I think I've kind of got a little bit of a flow chart. If, um, if Prairie wins tonight against Cedar Falls, they can clinch the – uh, MVC Mississippi division title if they win tomorrow against uh, at Iowa City Liberty. They play at Iowa City Liberty, which won't be easy tomorrow. Sure. If they would get beat tonight, I think what I'll do is go over to Clear Creek and cover uh, Clear Creek Amana against Marion. Um, the Clippers are uh, will be shooting for an undefeated regular season, and that's uh, that's worth something as well. We've uh, you got all, conference champions all all decided, right, Jeff? Um, no, 
comfortable lead, comfortable lead, maybe they take her out. We shall see. Um, Another week full of drama, Jeff, with some people taking more pot shots at. at Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if you wrote Red Halas's column. I, I I thought Mike nailed it correctly, just right on the head. Um, you know, this, this season, don't don't worry about what's going on outside. Don't worry about what Cheryl Swoops thinks or or me or anybody else. I mean, just enjoy this thing. Um, uh, seasons like this, careers like this, they just don't happen often. And uh, I've uh, somebody is a quote unquote hater on Caitlin Clark or on the Hawkeyes. Don't let it ruin your day. Um, it's, uh, it's been a fun ride and, uh, you know, who knows where it ends, who knows where where it ends this year, who knows whether Caitlin comes back next year. Um, just, uh, just sit back and enjoy the show. And, uh, women's college basketball is more popular than it's ever been. And, Mm -hmm. uh, enjoy that too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a good product. How it got there, a lot of different people. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. and there were people before Caitlin Clark that were yep. excellent basketball players. There's there's more coming, probably more coming because of her. And yep. Yep. she deserves I, I I'm excited to see what the state of girls basketball in Iowa is going to be like in eight years when these little girls that are – you know, getting their shoes signed by Caitlin Clark or sophomores, juniors, seniors in high school and what, you know, what they can do down yep. the road. So hopefully I'm still around to see it. <laughs> All right, my man. Is there anything else you want to you want to hit? I think we've hit a lot of good things today. Yeah, I think so. Um, no. Um, we got the Super Bowl. A- huh? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh boy! Um, I don't need to score. I, I've, I've got a feeling the Chiefs are going to win it again. All right, I do too. For some reason, I think the Niners are better, but man, yeah, it, it's you, you just can't beat Taylor Swift karma. There you go, man. There you go. Uh, yeah, I do. You know, there's good connections all over the place, right? Yeah, you got Purdy and. Kittle on San Francisco. You got Mount Vernon's Jack Cochran for the yeah. Chiefs, and uh, yeah, to just enjoy the game, right? <laughs> no yep. hating, no hating either way. So, no, I'll be uh, I'll be listening to it on the way back from Lincoln. There you so, go, there you go. Um, this is a fun time of the year. Uh, the is. days are getting longer. You go to a game; it's still light out. Um, this is th- this is great, and uh, looking forward to. Seeing how it all turns out between now and, uh, you know, mid-March for you and me as far as uh, as far as the high school scene. No time to exhale. Not until April, maybe. So. All right, Jeff, thanks very much. Um, Folks, thanks for listening to another edition of the Call Both Ways podcast. Uh, Enjoy the great weather while we have it. Enjoy basketball. It's uh, as our friend Nathan Ford would say this is March
it's not quite March, but it's got that feel to it. So it feels like March outside. It feels like May outside. It does, a hundred percent. So yeah, get outside and enjoy the, the nice weather here while we have it. So thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we will talk to you again next week for the Call It Both Ways podcast. Have a good weekend. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.